This is the Wednesday, June 22nd edition of the Daily Wager podcast. In and out in less than 10 minutes, we look to the ice, the hardwood, and of course, the diamond. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham as we have game four of the Stanley Cup final tonight. Obviously, big bounce-back spot for the Lightning, Tyler. I'm going to play the Avs. Game three screamed Lightning, and they got the emphatic win. I think the Avs bounce back. I don't love it because, obviously, this Lightning team has been resilient. Um, They're at home, and they showed, obviously, they can certainly get to Kemper and all that. So I'll play regular play for me on the Avs. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I'll stay away from the side as well, just like I did in game three, though. If I had to pick in game three, I lean the lightning. That's what I'll do here. You force me to take a side, but I like the over six is what it's been steady at games one through three. And each game has gone over game one, went into overtime, tied three, three. So that was an auto winner game two. It was all avalanche providing the seven goals necessary. And then uh, the lightning offense finally woke up at home. I think they can build off that momentum offensively, get to Darcy Kemper, whose confidence may be a little shaken after being pulled. We know the avalanche offense travels no matter where it goes. I mean, they had a goal called off because of offsides that kind of swung the momentum in game three. So I trust both offenses to uh, deliver here and a three, three game at the end of regulation wouldn't shock me or, you know, a rather another relatively high scoring game in regulation. So I'm playing over six uh, yet again. And I do like a prop with Steven Stamkos that hit in game three. I'm going to use the same logic. It was three and a half shots. I go, I went over at plus 130 in game three, and it's the same price for game four. He had five shots on goal in uh, game three, a goal and assist as well. So he was very active, uh, as I predicted the Tampa Bay offense would be after being embarrassed 7 nothing in game two. Uh, I imagine that they're going to try their best uh, against this Colorado team, which is great to uh, really come out and pressure Colorado their defense and their goaltending specifically by just throwing pucks on net and seeing if you can get a juicy rebound, seeing if you can get to uh, Kemper early. So again, at that price of plus 130 for their best offensive goal scorer, I like Stamkos over three and a half shots. Yeah, I would play. I, I, I like your over a little bit. I, I also like the team total. I said before the series, like just bet over Tampa team total two and a half every game. I'm sure you're going to yeah. come away with, with money on that. Let's hit the diamond. Some interesting matchups. Uh, across the board, I, I think the last game of the night is probably the most um, interesting, at least just from a betting perspective, because it's such a big number with the Angels. And obviously they had a wild game last night, but Otani's on the bump at minus 240. Anything stand out in this game? Yeah, I mean, how great Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are, and yet the Angels still continue to lose games. I mean, Otani had, what, two homers and eight RBI, and they still lose to the Royals, <laughs> but that's just what Otani is. He's the, the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. So a guy who did that last night in the batter's box now takes the bump today as a minus two forty favorite against the Royals. Um, six and a half, I believe is a strikeout prop. Um, I would go over that against a Royals uh, lineup that is not quite as punchless as you would imagine, but uh, Otani should be able to overpower them and they definitely need him after such a disappointing loss uh, last night. Um, I would play his innings prop uh, over as well. I, I think I want to say it's at 17 and a half. You can find that. That just means he needs to get uh, through six innings and uh, that'll be good. Uh, a good win for you there. But that's what I expect out of Otani. I expect a quality start where he gets six innings, seven or eight Ks and three earned runs or less. Uh, now it's up to uh, that uh, Angels offense to try and get a win. But I definitely wouldn't want to lay 240 with an Angels team that obviously at one point this season what, lost 13 or 14 games in a row. 
Yeah, I know. That's what makes it fascinating because it's the Angels involved and obviously the game of baseball. Anything can happen. Uh, the Dodgers interest me mostly because Tyler Anderson bounced back from that that rough. He got roughed up against the White Sox. And he bounced back with just throwing BBs. Dodgers should be able to get enough runs on Castillo. I like the first five. Uh, you know, it's road chalk, but Anderson and after what Gonsolin did yesterday, these these two guys, man, they've been such a bet on pair, especially with the Dodgers lineup. Although I know Mookie Betts is out, still that's the that's the side I want to play. What other baseball for you? Yeah, there's two uh, situations where uh, I like the offenses against a couple of lefties. The first is in Atlanta with the uh, Red Hot Braves, who are what, like 16 and three in the month of July or something like that. Carlos Rodon and the uh, Giants are in town. We know Rodon is one of the best lefties in the National League, but the Braves are top five in every major statistical offensive category against left handed pitching average, on base, slugging, OPS, homers. They're third in Major League Baseball against lefties. So I like the Braves' first five team total over two and a half. And then that's a nice, uh, juicy price of, I believe, plus 120 or plus 130. Um, they're hot right now. The offense is rolling. And even though Rodon is good, he's much better at home in San Francisco, whereas ERA is about a full run lower than it is on the road. So like the Braves in that spot against Rodon. Same for the Cardinals on the road against Eric Lauer and the Brewers. The Cardinals offense has fallen off a little bit against lefties <clears throat> lately, but I think that's because they've had guys like Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson and some other guys injured. O'Neill's still on the IL, but Carlson is back. The offense is starting to wake up. Um, they are still, I believe, fifth in average and on base, ninth in slugging and sixth in OPS against lefties. Lauer started the season hot, looked like he was going to be the next Milwaukee Cy Young Award winner, but it's really cooled off in the month of June. Um, don't know who's going to win this game because Adam Wainwright has traditionally had a lot of trouble at Miller Park with the Milwaukee offense. But I do think that Cardinal offense in that first five, again, it's two and a half runs at plus money, plus 125, plus 130. I would play them to get to Lauer a, a little bit early in what is uh, at this point uh, a rubber match. Uh, as the each of these teams took the, the first two games. So a couple of offenses I like against lefties, uh, Cardinals on the road in Milwaukee and Atlanta at home against Rodon. Good stuff. Hey, one game in the WNBA, I do like it. I just, I'm a little gun shy because the Liberty have been shooting lights out these days. Uh, they're second in the NBA or WNBA in um, three-point attempts, or maybe they lead, but Sun don't shoot it a lot, but it's just the situational spot I love. Sun off a loss. So they have five losses this year. Off the previous four, they've just covered First quarter, first half in game in all the bounce back spots. But the Liberty are a little frisky. I just think they're going to be outmatched here in the sun, obviously off a loss. A uh, really bad start in their last game against, um, I believe, the Mystics. So I, I just I, I have to – I'm going to play the first half and go from there. You're laying six, but I think they're that good. The, they should be able to just score at will inside so i like it i probably play the first half over as well because i think the liberty will hang around with some points from distance and they're playing so much better this month couldn't have done better than you did last night with the aces uh, <laughs> you nailed them in that first quarter and then watched them blow what, a 28 point lead yeah uh, against Candace parker and co wow largest comeback ever in the WNBA. 41 point first quarter so really good start but not uh, a finish so it's interesting <laughs> i'm gonna fade the aces a little bit down the stretch here i think they just had gotten a little too comfortable so something to keep an eye on. But all right, we're at 6 p.m. Eastern uh, on ESPN2 again tonight and the rest of the week as well. So good luck to everyone, and we hope to see you later on the tube. <laughs>